This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Hey there, you guys. It's Victoria Madian and Vegan Danielle. <laughs> and we are doing another episode of Vegan News. So recently, there's been some hot topics going on. And this is not only just within the last couple months, but even just within the past year, there's been a lot of speculation about people who were vegan now transitioning to eating animal products like fish and eggs. And there's a lot of people that are really enraged about it. They have a lot of opinions about it. So today we just kind of wanted to discuss it a little bit and share our opinions Mm -hmm. on the topic and um, shed some light on it. Yeah. So (laughs) this is kind of one of those topics that I kind of want to run away from and not <laughs> go and give any more power to the situation because it's everywhere, including the regular news. But I do think it's important to have perspectives on this side as well because uh, we're not just talking about one person here. There's been a pretty good deal of people that have gone back from being vegan for a significant amount of time to eating animals again. So I'm going to try to have a mature conversation about this and respect other people's, uh, I don't know, property and personal rights, I guess. But Definitely. Yeah, we're not coming for anybody. I know a lot of the people that are even going to be discussed today, some of them I know personally, have known mm-hmm. personally for years and have a very different connection with, most likely than most people. So my perspective is a little bit different, and I want to share that. And to a large extent, people could say a lot of different things about the situation in regards to whether people are making the right choices, whether they could have done things better, whether they could have researched things more. However, the situation is what it is. And I think really overall, if you want to sustain a vegan diet long term, it absolutely is possible. And for whatever kind of health issue you're dealing with, it is absolutely possible to do that. And, you know, even though there are some people that are choosing to no longer invest their time in that or contribute to the lifestyle in the same way that they once did, it is very much a personal decision. Um, However, I can say for myself, having been vegan for 10 years, it is something that is long-term and sustainable if you want it to be. And I think there are doctors and professionals within this field, many of them a part of the Plantrition Project mm-hmm. um, or the Plant-Based Healthcare Nutrition Conference that have been at it for most of their life mm-hmm. and they have been able to sustain it and they have a very clinical peer-reviewed research type approach to it, which mm-hmm. is very much what I align with. And it's like there are always those random variables. You know, I think I probably have someone in my family who smoked and drank every day of their life and lived until they were 100. You know, it's like, can you end up having that situation and eat whatever you want? You're running a gamble if you want to live that way. But yes, it is possible. There are drug addicts that end up living forever. You know, it's it doesn't 
it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does. It's a factor. It's like what Roger, you know, the, one of the owners, especially produce, what he said before is like, if you look at a revolver gun, his like visual of the whole situation was every time I'm removing, whether it's cigarettes, alcohol, you know, animal products, whatever, you're taking a bullet out of that gun. So when it's time to play Russian roulette and you're spinning that <laughs> wheel, right. the chances of you dying are a lot slimmer. So that's one of the things. It's like, yeah, veganism is not a cure-all for everything. However, <laughs> they're like you had mentioned the overwhelming studies showing you know number one lead of cardiovascular diseases number one leading uh, you know gastrointestinal issues like uh, and these are all top conditions that americans are dying from and there's a direct correlation to animal products now with this whole rise in veganism we're also getting a rise in vegan junk food which isn't necessarily much better if you're looking at a caloric level or a fat level or even, you know, somewhat cholesterol. You're getting different types of cholesterol, but, you know, you're going to get some of those fatty things along with it, but you're not committing, you know, murder <laughs> of animals or you're not contributing to the murder of animals. So Definitely. there's still that part. And, and the environmental, of course, too. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of my health teachers saying this when I was in college is like, you can be the picture of health and still get hit by a bus. Of course. So don't take it overboard, whatever you choose to do. Um, And he addressed, you know, the whole class. It wasn't just me. Um, But even at that time, I was pursuing a raw vegan lifestyle back in that time, which, you know, was a long time ago. Um, I think when it gets into specific YouTubers, I think one thing that we want to take into consideration here is that a lot of these people are in the public eye. And when you are in the public eye, people feel the obligation and the entitlement to judge a person on their looks, on their weight, on how much money they make, on even little mannerisms or jokes that they may make, like on whatever possible people Mm -hmm. will come for you. So I know that having some close friends within the vegan community, there were um, a lot of comments made about people's weight and they would be like, oh, your weight's fluctuating, you're gaining weight or you look too skinny or like there's just, you know, in the social media age, there's a lot of focus on appearance. And Mm -hmm. to be real, there are a lot of people that come to the vegan and raw vegan movement with a past history of eating disorders, which oftentimes have an underlying cause and... um you know, origin other than just, oh, I just don't want to eat food or whatever. It's oftentimes deeper than that. There's sexual abuse. There can be, um, you know, other control type issues. There can be OCD issues. There can be a whole range of things that are going on that's causing these, um, you know, tendencies within a person. And I think going off of what you're saying that that sometimes because there's different ways people come into veganism. For me, it was a lot the animals, and and I, for a lot of people, it's like you were saying for health reasons they want to go in because they want that quick or maybe not even quick but easier fix. They can lose some weight, they can feel better. Maybe their doctor's recommending eating more plants because of cholesterol or whatever, and so they they do that. But they they may take it a little extreme. Now I don't mean raw veganism is extreme as in like. It's not healthy, but it's extreme compared to the norm in America, the standard yeah. American diet. And if somebody goes to raw vegan or or in some of these examples, we've looked at people that are sticking to one food group that for 30 days or 60 days or whatever. Now, I don't have studies on those kind of things, but in my opinion, I'm thinking, well, you're not getting enough calories, uh, most likely. You're not getting a full range of nutrients because you're not eating the rainbow. You're only eating, you know, one or two colors. You're 
I don't know. I mean, just even being in a caloric deficit all that time, you're going to start losing muscle mass. You're going to start losing brain function. Brain, you know, functions off of fats. And if you're not getting any of those, you're going to start depleting there. You're going to lose your period. You're going to, you know, all these kind of things go into play. And it's like that can be a form of an eating disorder, too. So that's I think what we're both trying to say is that there's multiple factors that can contribute, right? Yeah, that kind of definitely. And there's been a lot of discussion about DHA, ALA fats, omega-3s, all this type of things and where people are getting these from. Um, I have heard kind of across the board that there are a lot of people that were once vegan that are now transitioning back to animal products that are consuming animal products for the reason of getting these nutrients when there are an you know, a variety of vegan supplements that you can take and entertain in your um, daily regimen to get those nutrients in there. And a lot of seeds and nuts as well. Totally. Yeah, I know for me, I eat a range of different things, um, you know, and I think that's what's really important. There have been stretches where I've been completely raw for long periods of time, other times where I've experimented with adding in occasional cooked foods, Mm -hmm. slightly more processed foods, but I've been able to stay vegan on account for the time that I have been, aside from one time I went back to having sashimi and that was two years into my vegan journey and I was really, really sick. My body was recovering. I was like, I don't know if this is going to help, but I was really in a weak state. And um, after I ate it, I knew that this was not something that I wanted to go down mm-hmm. the path of consuming on a regular basis. I didn't feel the positive effects of it. Um, and, you know, what's interesting is we are seeing this um, instance where people are going back to eating eight ounces of fish and all of a sudden waking up the next day and feeling like it's a cure-all. Like it was all of a sudden all of my symptoms fixed. But we also see this within the vegan community as well that people can be like, oh, I felt the best I ever had in my life. Right. Like this is all of a sudden I don't have brain fog and I have energy and I have clear skin. And it's Floating like, and constipation right, yeah. and all those things. All those things just magically go away. It's like, well, yeah, there's a lot of things that can contribute to that. Getting, um, if you're not proper hydrated you might be dealing with digestive problems sleep you know or you might be having skin are you regularly exercising um you know what types of foods are you eating i think regardless of whatever kind of diet you choose to eat is really important to make sure you are meeting your caloric needs on a daily basis even if you are going through a phase where you are limiting the variety of foods that you're eating maybe just to simplify for digestion because i know that i've done that in the past where i've done you know a few days on just grapes or watermelon mm-hmm. or oranges or juicing um, not so much of the juicing, though. It is important to make sure during those times that you are getting the necessary amount of calories so that your body can function normally yeah. that you would normally get from any other kind of food. Um, and then to ease back into, you know, eating other types of foods um, once you include those back in. And I think some people can, uh, I think a lot of people can survive and maybe even thrive off of even longer periods of time with fasting or, you know, certain restrictions. If that, like, I'm not recommending that. I don't have a whole lot of experience in that, but I have a lot of friends who have done that. A lot that do water fast or they do um, intermittent fasting where they won't eat anything until like 4 p.m. Or, you know, I, I've seen people gain results, but it's not a long term thing. Yeah. People, like, even bodybuilders yeah. or people that are doing fitness competitions, they'll do certain things to get themselves at a certain weight 
for weigh-in and then they want to lose the water weight. So they'll do a different kind of fast right before a competition. Like that is sustainable for a short period of time. Like there's a reason why there's different classifications and you have like, oh, I'm, you know, booking right now. I'm cutting right now. I'm because it's not sustainable to be in a cut phase the entire time. Like yeah. you're, you're going to die, you know, yeah. or, or get sick. So yeah. And I think also there's been a lot of research. I know Ansel Keys did a study on this a while ago where he did a study on some grown men and he put them on a significant caloric deficit for a certain period of time. It was either weeks or a month. And I think normally they were at a 2,500 a day calorie mm -hmm. allowance and it was reduced down to 1,200 calories, wow. I believe. And this was for an extended period of time. And their weight was taken before when they were eating 2,500 calories a day when they had been sustaining, you know, which a lot of them ended the study earlier because they were like, I literally can't mm -hmm. do this. And they were emaciated. Mm -hmm. It was trying to kind of recreate what happened in the Holocaust when there was, you know, so much weight loss happening um, because there was such minimal caloric availability for the people that were going through that. And once these men who had gone through the caloric deficit were put back on 2,500 calories a day, they gained more weight than what they right. had weighed before. Right. And so what most people don't realize is when you do a fast and you are, regardless of whatever kind of foods you're eating, if you are putting yourself in a caloric deficit, it will mess with your hormones, it mm -hmm. will mess with your thyroid, and it will mess with your normal functioning. And it will put your body in a stressed state so that when you consume food again, it is going to pack it on more. It There's holds on to it because exactly. it does not sure when you're going to eat again. And we see this with also anorexics and bulimics exactly. as well. This is not um, too uncommon. Now, as it relates to this situation as far as, you know, the vegan community, a lot of people are drawn to eating a raw vegan or vegan lifestyle because it has been promoted as like, oh, you can eat whatever you want. You can eat as much as you want and you won't gain weight. Um you know, I can speak from experience that during the times where I was eating the recommended like 3,500 calories a day from fruits, I definitely – Being like, an active person. Yeah. Like it was not only uncomfortable to eat that much food on a daily basis, I felt tired from eating that much food and it just felt way too taxing on my digestive system. Now, I'm in a very comfortable relationship with what I eat. I don't have fear of any like foods. Mm -hmm. It's not like there it's literally like I'm informed and I make decisions about mm -hmm. what I'm going to eat and I I educate myself about foods and I think there's a lot of information out there to do that with. And there also is this development of biohacking, which people are getting more into where they're being like, oh, I'm going to get this and that from here and this and that from there. And then I'm going to fast and like all this craziness, which it's like, dude, just like just keep, eat your food. Just keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the thing, too. There's so many fad diets out there. We all saw like the rise and then fall of Adkins. We see the paleo and keto all over the place right now. There's a lot of pro and which a lot of basically Adkins. It, basically, yeah. Carb cutting stuff and with modifications. Exactly. And one of the things that, that I wanted to mention when you were saying that you that like people think, oh, you could just eat whatever you want, this and that. Well, the one cool thing is, is if you're eating a whole foods plant based diet. Yes. 
most of the things you're going to consume throughout the day, let's like, you know, take out coconut and dates and avocado and some of the higher fat, higher calorie foods. But all these other things, yeah, if I eat carrots and broccoli all day, I'm going to lose weight. Like just because there are hardly any calories in there. Now, how long is that? That's the thing is now, like, as we had mentioned earlier, with the rise of veganism, we also have the rise of processed vegan foods, which, which... vegan is a business. Exactly. Of, of course it is. And I and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for those things because they help a lot of people transition yeah. and they help a lot of people who are never going to be vegan, maybe sometimes eat these things. And for me, like you care about your health. I'll care about mine. If you know, if you're not eating animal products, that's all I care about, because then we're not hurting animals. So eat beyond on burgers or eat fruit. I don't care. But um, And so I think that there's a little bit of misconception sometimes with all these, you know, if you're eating Oreos and Beyond Burgers all day, yeah, you're vegan. But like, what are you really getting as far as nutrients go? Like, you're definitely, you know, getting your fat supply for the day and your calories. But, you know, we're not really hitting all those other markers either. So yeah, I mean, that's when it comes into kind of putting yourself at a higher risk when it comes to consuming, especially saturated and even like mm-hmm. um, fried oils. You have acrylamide. You have things that will be affecting your heterocyclic amines, causing, you know, micro tears in your blood vessels um, and things like that. So you don't want any of that negative side of things happening um, because that's not necessarily good for your organs either. To an extent, I think a lot of people can take it to the extreme where they're like, oh, I'm never going to eat this. I'm never going to eat that, blah, blah, blah. And to that, I have to say, if your main accomplishment in your life is to be vegan and eating plant-based, I respect that. I do feel like there is a lot more to be contributed. And I, I would hope that an individual has more gifts um, and would not only use the lifestyle to discover more of those gifts as far as what they're capable of in their life, you know, for me and, and just speaking for myself, um, I've done a lot of different things in my life. I, I work mainly as a professional choreographer and that's my that's my craft. That's what I've been doing for a very long time and I create and this is, you know, a diet and lifestyle that fuels me to be able to do that. However, because that is a huge part of my lifestyle, there are also challenging aspects of it in the sense that am I a perfect vegan because my dance mm. shoes have leather on them. My ballroom dance shoes have leather. My jazz shoes, my tap shoes. This is what is made in the industry. And although there are companies that do um, make non-leather dance shoes, is the quality really up to par? Am I willing to invest in that? Um, a lot of the shoes that I have had, I've had before I even went vegan and, you know, due to the fact that I pretty much finished growing when it comes <laughs> to my feet by the time um, I began my vegan journey. So, you know, but that is definitely a challenge. You know, I'm sure that there are some hardcore vegans out there that are like, oh, no, you're not vegan because like you have leather this or that or whatever. For the most part, I look at the choices that I've made over the past years. They have 99.9% been vegan focused, mm-hmm. vegan driven, vegan supportive. And I think that's a really important thing to look at in the instance where you're having these YouTubers that are kind of, 
you know, they rise to this fame and it's almost like the story of Icarus. You get that close to the sun and then you burn up. Yeah, burn. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that it's important to take that into consideration, the contributions that they have made. Um, But there is a lot of speculation about, you know, them taking money from people about Mm -hmm. products and Mm -hmm. services and giving a false message and a false image. It's important to... Or lying for longer. Yes. Not being completely transparent about things. You have to realize that a lot of the people that are online in social media doing paid advertised posts, they are receiving a financial um, aspect to it. They are making money from this and they are providing a service and they are expecting to get paid for it or compensated in some way. So going into it, you're not going to necessarily get 100% of the time a 100% transparent person that is talking about every single aspect of their life. I do feel like, um, you know, the two close friends of mine in this instance, you know, I do know Elise. I have known her for years as well. Um, Elise Brodigam or Raw Alignment, who's, you know, that's her mean, um, she's been on my podcast as well, discussing a lot of her journey, um, as has Yovana Mendoza, who goes by Ravana on, um, social media for the time being. I don't know if that's going to change. Um, and Timothy Sheaf, who is one of the kindest, most humble, most down-to-earth people, honestly, I have ever met. He is a very open-minded individual. He's a very talented person in a lot of different dimensions, especially when it comes to being a parkour artist. There's a lot of different aspects to all these individuals that make up who they are. On the overarching theme of everything, just discussing those three, I do feel like For the most part, they have done a lot of good for the vegan community, inspired a lot of people to go vegan. However, I am very compassionate that many people feel wronged, they feel lied to, and they feel taken advantage of because they're... Their like idol that they they really looked up to has quote unquote fallen. Yeah, and I think honestly, with that whole thing, like okay, if animals were not involved, and say I'm following you know Joe Schmo on Instagram, and he's telling me to eat potatoes every single day, all day for whatever, and I'm following him, and so are a hundred thousand or a million other people are following the same thing, and then all of a sudden he says, you know what? We found this new thing. We found tomatoes, and now we're going to switch to tomatoes, and we're going to eat those all day, and and you know I'm totally switching my diet, and and now I failed you, and whatever. I don't give a crap about that at all. Like, cool, we're switching from one thing to another, but. The thing that sucks with these big people starting to incorporate animal products again is that it's not their responsibility, but there are a lot of people out there that are uneducated that get the majority of their information from these Mm -hmm. Instagrammers, from these YouTubers. They don't go out and research things. They watch one video that says, oh, I'm eating fish again, and then they start eating fish again. Now... That's not necessarily the influencer's fault, but it's something that's just a major setback and a major, like, veganism has been growing so much and it's been Mm -hmm. doing so well. And then we see some of these bigger celebrities like Steve-O or Ellen that start talking about incorporating things. Now, the one difference I have with them is that even though, yeah, they have a huge impact on society, but their fame is not based on being vegan. They had their own careers and then happened to be vegan as well. And they didn't even talk about it a whole lot. It was like once in a while, like, okay, we saw Steve-O climbing the SeaWorld thing a few years back and saying SeaWorld sucks. Cool. You don't have to be vegan to do that. But 
when other people are building their entire platforms off of being vegan and then it's like, oh, well, I found out that because of health reasons, now all of a sudden you got, you know, 100,000 13-year-old girls that are saying, oh, my God, if I don't start eating fish, I'm going to have health problems. True. It sucks, man. Like, that's, I don't know. that's why I feel like, you know, going back to following the more clinical research Mm -hmm. is an appropriate thing because I think what this situation is shedding a light on is that there are a lot of individuals, not just within the vegan community, but within social media as a realm in general, that promote a type of lifestyle you know you have people that are like oh i'm in greece today and i'm Mm -hmm. in france tomorrow and i'm in (laughs) south africa you know what i mean that are like all over the place and it's very aesthetic as far as their timeline and Uh um their posts and their feed um this is not real life you know people have (laughs) issues they have family issues they may be dealing with mental health issues they they may be going through some drama in their life that you know nothing about. We never really know what's going on in people's lives. So just take things with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and a, be a little bit more, um, I want to say be compassionate in your thinking in regards to realizing that everybody has to make a dollar. Not everybody is going to do it ethically. Some are. Seek those people out and you know if you need to let go of the resentment you have towards others who have um you know done these things because at the end of the day the more you harbor that resentment towards these people it's only going to hurt you more and the fact of the matter is whatever decisions they've chosen to make they will have to deal with at the end of the day and you don't necessarily want to bring that negative karma onto yourself just be like okay like i hope they get better i hope things change i'm going to continue to do my life and do what works best for me and make my evaluated decision about that and not just blindly follow this one individual right right. which i think is a huge issue and i did an episode on this talking about idolization where it's like if you put people up on this pedestal you have to remember at the end of the day people are human right and sometimes people go onto social media because they want the attention they want the people saying oh my gosh you look so good and whatever some people go on there to authentically share a message share their life Whatever it is, you know, everybody has different reasons as far as why they are doing things. Um, But most, you know, there are a lot of people that go on there for attention. People go on it to seek validation and validation and also the financial aspect of it. So just be wary that as much as we want to believe that people are just donating their time for free, (laughs) that they're not getting paid for anything that they're doing or they're not seeking any type of a reward from it. More times often than not, that is the case. So just be wary with how much time you are investing in any particular individual and make sure you have the facts on the situation, especially when it comes to your diet, health, your exercise. There's a lot of information out there. And I think the news is really coming for this story and, you know, all these people because they're like, Look, they see, want a reason to show it doesn't work. They want a reason to show it doesn't work, but they also want to show that, you know, there's, you know, what I'm taking away from it is that they're trying to shed a light on the fact that people will make their life look like one thing. They may not have full research behind these things. They may not be doctors, etc. They may be trying to more more so validate, um, you know, a very 
doctor-based relationship, which as we know, unless you're going to a board-certified nutritionist, which not many of them are vegan, many doctors receive very minimal dietary training. Like one hour. Exactly. <laughs> for their for their PhD, they receive yeah. one hour of nutritional training. So, so they um, don't know. <laughs> other than that, it's not. So I feel like it is trying to support that. I do feel like there are a lot of people out there within the vegan community that do know what they're talking about, that do, that are a thriving example of the lifestyle. And some of them, their personalities aren't the most favorable. They're not the most popular. Maybe they're not the most smiley or attractive people, but they've been doing the lifestyle um, for a long time. And I know I tagged you in a meme the other day that was like, trust the junk food vegans because yeah. they're in it for the animals. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, great. <laughs> just, as a, just, you know, to be a little bit facetious. But at the end of the day, there are people out there, you know, you've had plenty of guests on your podcast, you know, Dotsie Bausch, for example. Oh, yeah. Know, Olympic, Olympian. You know. Um, Silver medalist in yeah. the Olympics. And, you know, she vegan. talks about eating I think when I spoke with her, she was like up to eleven thousand calories a day. Sometimes, like I mean, for a cyclist, yeah. like they have to be super lean. But and she's cranking out so much and she's power. She's tiny too, but yeah, yeah. She's like as tall as me, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a picture with her. I don't think she's that tall. She might be a few inches shorter than me. I was, she was wearing heels when I met her, and we were the same height, I think. But. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, now I got to go text her and ask her. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think that, like you had said, research is key. And, and I don't mean researching Instagram or researching the news like that. They're going to pull stuff that, that uh, you know, draws people's attention. It's not necessarily to I'm, I'm talking about peer reviewed medical studies. We have, you know, decade five decade long studies that have shown links between all these things we had mentioned earlier, cancer included, that was one I didn't mention earlier, that show that the high acid, you know, meat forward diets, dairy forward diets are not good for your health. So, you know, <laughs> but I think once you're eating a whole foods plant based diet and you're eating a well rounded, you know, variety of fruits and vegetables, as long as you don't have a food allergy to one of these vegetables, it doesn't seem like there would be any reason why you could not thrive off of that. And like you had said, too, there's other factors. We got people with eating disorders, with mental disorders. We have people who are smoking or drinking or doing other harmful things that may be contributing to this. And it's like, can we all just pin it, you know, can we take all the factors into being a human, all the environmental stuff, everything that we go through every single day and pinpoint it and say, oh, it must be because you're not eating fish or eggs or something. No, it's nearly impossible to say that. Even if it ends up helping something, it's like, okay, well, really, what was the deficiency and where, what, how was it caused? Maybe you're living in an area that the pollution is pulling out certain nutrients in your body. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But there could be so many different factors. And yeah. the big thing is that meat and dairy industry is starting to fall. We see trends. You know, if you look even – I was looking at Google Trends yesterday at uh, – the the search history for vegan versus bacon. I thought I would check two that were like, because you can plug in what you want to check and like kind of see the the relationship between the two. And I was showing bacon on the rise, on the rise, on the rise until about two years ago. And veganism was kind of, you know, up and down. And then at that two-year mark, veganism shot up and bacon shot down. Like it, it still, we got like 1 billion people searching for bacon, but <laughs> it was way down from what it was. And then the veganism went above it by by a lot. And it was... 
insane to kind of see because, you know, that brings a little bit of hope. But those kind of graphs are what scare these major industries. And when these industries see stuff like that and they don't they're not prepared for plan B to start up a hemp farm or start up soy farms or whatever it is instead of dairy, they're going to fight with whatever they've got. And I think sometimes yeah, to they, make their product relevant exactly so so then we got companies that are still taking milk from cow but then removing the lactose so that people with milk allergies can still drink that well we're still committing the cruelty so yeah. you know but they're still profiting off the dairy industry so i don't know there's all these factors that go into this are people being persuaded by money absolutely everyone is you know it's like whether that's your job or it's your side job like yeah you know it's it just depends on where you stand and going back to how important were the animals in your decision. If you went vegan for any reason other than the animals, it's really easy to slip up, especially if you don't at one point adopt those principles. True. So I think that's one thing that like, you know, I recommend to everyone that you go watch Cowspiracy, you go watch Earthlings, you go watch Dominion and you see what happens in these factory farms. Cause for me, when I have a day that I want to slip up, I eat some vegan pizza. You know, like I would never yeah. like eat a piece of meat again. You know, yeah. I, I hate saying never, but I could never picture myself doing that again. There just there is not a I think, you know, for Danielle and I who have been as vegan as long as we have, when you stick with it for a long enough time and you feel the results of it and it is positive and you're having a good experience with it, there really is not much of a reason to. Right. Um, because for most, even if you're craving something, there's vegan alternatives to just about anything these and days. And you kind of, your cravings of those things start to go yeah. down after yeah, some time true. too. Like I don't crave the same, you know, I used to like cheese a lot. Yeah. I don't I mean, if I saw cheese in front of me right now, I don't have any reason no. to want to eat it. Well, no. And it's like after being informed from those documentaries and you understand right. it triggers a different image and you see the cow and then you're just like, oh, no, I don't yeah. want that. You know, I don't want to be consuming that. I don't want to be contributing to that industry. Um, you know, going back to the multitude of factors. You know, I think that there are a variety of different health issues that a lot of these people were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Some were dealing with them. Some were, you know, just making their own choices about things. Um, you know, I think that when it comes to doing this diet balanced and taking care of a lot of different factors of your health, you can develop, unfortunately, deficiencies in things. I know there was a point where I developed a B12 deficiency because mm -hmm. I was not taking a supplement and also a vitamin D supplement because, uh, or I needed to supplement with vitamin D because I was taking a lot of time to spend out of the sun, which may be really surprising to people because I have lived in Southern California most of my life. Um, but I still developed a vitamin D deficiency. So which, it, real quick on that, yeah. most real milk is supplemented with vitamin yeah. D. So that's a whole nother, like, it's not like vegans are just more deficient. That, yeah. that has to do with the sun. So totally. Um, so it's important to trust western medicine in the sense of like go get blood tests done <laughs> go like actual like hard yes. evidence <laughs> yeah you know there's a lot being done at research and you know people may argue that oh well these studies are funded by you know these certain companies that have particular interests that want to serve a pr pr certain point yes that is going on some of the times um however on the overarching scale of things I believe that what a lot of these um, individuals and these YouTubers and prominent figures within the media have done for the vegan community has really moved it forward in a great sense in the sense that 
are all of their followers 100% vegan? Is everybody who ever searched vegan on the internet vegan? Most likely not. Probably but not, actually. Is everybody who watched a, you know, a documentary like What the Health or, um, you know, Dominion or, um, you know, Earthlings, uh, Earthlings Forks, Forks Over, over Knives, knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Houseberry. all of those, are they 100% vegan? No, but I think what I am appreciating about our current culture is that more and more people are choosing to be informed about their purchases, their what they're putting in their body and about the research and what is going on. And they are making more strides as far as choices towards organic, towards plant-based as it becomes more. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. As it becomes more available and affordable um, and accessible. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it too. So I don't know. These things are possible. (laughs) I think one of the things that's been kind of sad to see is how much hate these people are receiving. Because at the end of the day, from this might be from a little bit more of a spiritual perspective, I really feel that how you view others is honestly more of a reflection of yourself rather than the person. And I know that people could disagree with me on this. Um, You know, there are some people that are going to be super heated and super judgmental and really persecute this person for whatever their choices are and say, you know, you screwed up. It's like, okay, have you never screwed up in your life? Maybe in a totally different way. Can we be compassionate towards the situation? You might be like, wow, I wouldn't have made the same choice or I wouldn't have made the same decision or I would have done this or what have you. You can say that. You absolutely can say that and you have a right to say that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that you can think differently about something. You can choose to be like, okay, I'm sorry that person is dealing with that situation. I'm going to move forward and continue to make the decisions that are best for me and my life and move them forward with the information that I have. And I may think that this person could have done better or could have done things differently. However, those are the decisions they made and maybe it will allow you to think about things similar to when you're in school and you're reading a book like Romeo and Juliet. Would you handle your first relationship in the same sense that they did? You know what I mean? There's things that we learn from history. There's things that we can learn from others and put ourselves sort of in their shoes, but we never can really do that until we're in their and we're in their situation so and yeah it's like just kind of what we've talked about before with the industries that you don't want to support it's supply and demand it works the same way with whether you want to call them instagram influencers youtube stars whatever if you stop following them and you're one of one point something million and you get other people that stop following them and there's a significant drop in this, not only is that person, you know, they're not going to have the same kind of offerings that they do from certain companies because that's why they get them is because they've got the followers. You're also, you're not contributing towards it. You're, you know, it's, there's, you're not seeing it yourself, which is great because for me, like, I don't want to see any videos that show, you know, animal products in them. So I feel like the biggest impact that each person can have is stop following them. You don't need to go on there and leave a bunch of hateful comments. Yeah. Just leave. You yeah. know, just don't follow them anymore. And and with these few instances we've talked about, I've watched numbers go down, you know, yeah. on people's pages. And they'll go back up because they'll gain followers that aren't vegan. And then they go back down. And it's like, you know. Or they'll just gain followers for people that are in it for the tea and want right. to see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> like, who's this person? Because most people, uh, I don't know about you, but with me, it's like every other person 
that knows that I'm vegan has stopped by my office or messaged me on Instagram and been like, did you hear about? Yes. I don't want to hear about her anymore. Like I, it's everywhere. And it, but it, the one cool thing about it is though, that you're attracting people that are not vegan, that may learn about eating a little bit more plant-based because even though these people that we've mentioned are not fully vegan anymore, they're also not going out eating McDonald's every day. So if we try to look at it on a positive point, like did they gain a whole bunch of non more non-vegan followers that may learn some plant-based recipes? Maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like looking at this situation very positive, but I think if we were to try to take something positive from it, Hey, it's more media coverage, too, even though it's negative coverage. What do they say? Like, bad attention is better than no attention. (laughs) But even despite that, it has caused a lot of vegan YouTubers to even receive more attention because they are addressing Because they are. Yeah, exactly. And if people are wanting a well-rounded opinion about something, then it allows there to be a counter-opinion to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... You know, at the end of the day, whether you are vegan or you are not a vegan, <laughs> um, hey, vegan. yeah, there's always there's always options. And I think, you know, in these instances, when you see public figures like this, they are these things go through trends mm-hmm. just as different industries do. There might be CEOs in power for a, a, a period of time. There may be people in the music industry that are more prominent or have a hit song or have something to say that's really valid or current. There may be certain political issues that are more prominent at certain times. There may be, and you know, and there are wars and people dying and stuff as a result of certain people's decisions, which people can be harshly affected by. There are different people that come up in the media that are more popular as far as actors and actresses, um, certain popular models. Yes, yeah. everything has a trend as far as when people are meant to kind of carry the baton and hand it off to the next person in regards to their fifteen minutes of fame. When it comes to those types of things. Now, that being said, there are certain people that stick around longer in their industry than others, either because they had good mentorship, they had the fortitude to stick it out, they handled themselves with yeah a different kind of um, structure as far as principles. And so you'll see that. And, you know, I think as you mentioned earlier when we were kind of discussing this is that the difference between why people are not as upset about those types of things when people disappear from the media is um, they don't necessarily feel betrayed in the same way. Yeah, and there's not a victim. Like, that's the one, the biggest thing that I go back to is the animals. It's like, okay, the Backstreet Boys aren't famous anymore and Miley Cyrus is. Well, that's a bad example because she's vegan, but like somebody at Britney Spears is, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I could care less about that. But what sucks is when you get one person that is you know, promoting, saving lives every single day, animal lives. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, never mind. This certain animal doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it's not directly what they're saying, but that's what it's interpreted as. And that's, you know, what happens. That's the reality of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of covered most of it. So yeah, I have to say one of the first vegan or raw vegan YouTubers that I came across who inspired me in my journey um She's no longer vegan. She eats animal products and opened up about that very openly on her um, YouTube channel. However, it did inspire me to continue 
on seeking that information because that's what I wanted for my personal health. Mm -hmm. So I think what you seek, you will find. And if a particular person is not meeting your needs as far as whatever inspiration or information that you need, the great thing is that there are a lot of different options out there as far as different voices and different opinions that you can listen to. And I think that's why we receive an education and we should be grateful for our education to be able to take a lot of these different opinions and make informed decisions for ourselves. You know, oftentimes when you're given an essay prompt, you're asked a prompt and you have to answer that prompt from your opinion and make a educated decision based on concrete details on your commentary and make a summary and a thesis about things. When it comes to scientific research, there's scientific method. There is a proposed issue. There's a series of steps, a hypothesis, a certain result, and maybe even a follow-up. Procedure. You forgot the procedure. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. But know, yeah, me too. there's all these different steps to things. And as far as when you're taking um, these different aspects into your life, certain variables are going to work for you. Certain processes are going to work better for you than others. And everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has a different past relationship with food, with themselves, with, um, you know, their what they can be open minded towards. However, I just really feel like in this situation, I would love to see people at least exercising a bit more compassion towards these um, individuals that have contributed on the largest scale to making the vegan community a bit more prominent and at least taking that as a positive away from this situation, wishing them the best with their health, that they continue to do their best. And if it's not your cup of tea as far as wanting to follow these people anymore, that's up to you. However, I don't think on an energetic and spiritual level, it is a positive thing to be sending hate or, you know, putting these people down it's fine to speak your opinion about it. I know for me personally, I am going to continue to be vegan. I don't, yep, yep. you know, and make decisions within that realm. And I am compassionate towards these people's situation. I'm not dealing with the same health issues that they're in. I'm not dealing with the same interpersonal relationships that they are having to deal with, um, which also can be a factor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not my source of income to be a vegan influencer, so I can't relate in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that take into consideration. Do your research. Don't listen to YouTubers <laughs> or listen to some of it. Yeah. And then you do your research. <laughs> anyway. I think as far as some people that you find to be informative, I know I've come across some of Mike the Vegan's videos as far as, you know, he offers a lot of um factual research behind his claims. There's other doctors like Dean oh, Ornish. Yeah. There's um Dr. Esselstyn. McGregor, Dr. Khan, who was on the podcast earlier. Yeah, you know, local doctors, whatever. They're all of that's out there. Just watch a documentary, do some research. Don't listen to people. Yeah, and there (laughs) is, there's, you know what? The great thing is, there's another documentary coming out this year. Yep, that's Um, a good one. Game changers. And that it's mostly athletics and sport nutrition focus. But if those athletes are at the peak of their condition, so if they can Mm -hmm. do it then the average Joe can do it too. And that was yeah. the whole point of the video was to show athletes under extreme stress, extreme, you know, low sleep deprivation and, and you know, the most extreme of conditions thriving on a vegan diet. So it's possible. It's out there. Um, I think we're running short on time. So maybe 
Do you have any last last segments that you want to mention before we wrap it up? Just make informed decisions, have compassion for people as well as the animals, and make the best decision you possibly can for your karmic well-being as well because these things will affect you in the long term. Yeah. And, um, you know, don't idolize people. Don't get so wrapped up in other people's lives to the point where you lose track of your own thoughts and beliefs and opinions about things. Make sure your opinions are your own. Take time to – it's okay to disagree with other people and what they think and what they believe, but there's also a compassionate way to do it as well. And um, I think that that's a concept of um, proper debating, proper negotiation – but really, when it does come down to the animals, it's important to keep that in mind that there are, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of death, a lot of destruction, and it's not just about the animals' lives dying. It's about the environment being polluted. It's about humans' health being, you know, really trashed in regards to all these, you know, purchases and and things going towards animal products contributing to industries that mutilate kill and slaughter animals on a daily basis by the millions to feed people things that are essentially not contributing to a better level of health they are contributing statistically to a lot more disease and um, health issues when it comes to heart disease cancer diabetes hypertension etc so Really take a well-rounded look at these things. If you see one person that's vegan that maybe it didn't work for them, that doesn't mean you can't find another person who isn't thriving, who's been doing it long-term, that it isn't working for. And, you know, I just want to do say, you know, in regards to my friends, I really do respect all of the work that you've done to move this movement forward. And I do pray the best possible for your health and your well-being long-term. All right, guys, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 